Storm Bowling Products. The Bowler's Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Holly Harris. Holly is the head coach at Wichita State University for the women's team. Holly, it's Tim Berg and Coach Casey of Clemkin here. Thanks for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. All right, well, let's get right into things. So you're the women's coach at Wichita State, taking that over from Coach Lewis. So let's talk about um, that whole process for you and, and how it's been going for you. Yeah, um, it's been different for sure. Um, I was working with the women the last three years um, kind of alongside Coach Lewis, and it's still alongside Coach Lewis. I mean, we're still a team of coaches, um, but competitively when we're out there, um, I'm working with the girls sometimes by myself um, and more often, and it's been a lot more fun than I anticipated and a lot diff- more different kind of than I than I thought it was going to be. Um, so there's been some challenges, but um, I'm learning and we're kind of learning what our new normal is um, because it was such a big change for all of us. So you're going into the season now. You've had a couple of tournaments under your belt. And uh, how are these Shockers performing so far by, by your standards? I know the standards are high when you're talking about Wichita State Shocker bowling. Yeah, um, they've been good. Uh, we're we're really fortunate that kind of our we've got a core group that returned from last year. Um, so we're pretty young still. We've got one senior, um, one junior, and a whole bunch of sophomores um, that returned to us from last year. Uh, so they've they've gelled really well. Um, they're getting along very well and working pretty hard. So we've had um, some success early, which is always fun. Um, and they're they're getting after it. Um, we we've had a, a few hiccups in match play, um, and they've made it very clear that that's not what they want. Um, so they're doing a lot in practice. So um, it's been good as far as what I expected um, the f- kind of first semester to turn out as. It's been it's been good. Can you explain to the listeners some of the the differences when you have a team that that is all the same grade or a team that is a little bit younger, like you're saying, versus a team that might be a little bit older or even mixed all the way through where you got then you got different athletes going through different phases where here I'm guessing a lot of the girls are going through some of the same things, same classes, same sort of life, I guess you could say. Yeah, um, they're all in in pretty similar places in their life. with, with being a whole lot of, of sophomores and freshmen, um, they're still learning and they're still kind of sponges. So they're still picking up on the information that you're talking about. Um, and so that's where we're really lucky that our upperclassmen have been great. Um, they've been great leaders. Um, and so it's nice that they have each other to lean on and everybody's kind of in the same boat. There's nobody that's alone. Um, so when they're struggling with one thing, they can talk to each other, and they all kind of understand. Um, so this group of, of sophomores that we've got, they were, they all experienced the same thing last year, um, so they have that to kind of fall back on and, and lean on. Um, and then they're learning the same thing this year altogether. Now, I know we've had uh, Dr. Dean on a couple of times, and he's been, he's been fantastic, and he's been one who has 
helped out the the Shockers in the past. Are you still uh, working on as far as with the program for uh, you know some kind of the mental game uh, strengthening and coaching and that kind of stuff? I know that was important in the past. Is that something that's still part of this with either Dr. Dean or someone else? Absolutely. Um, we just had Dr. Dean out here a few weeks ago, um, and he did some a session with our men's team and a session with our women's team um, and really touched on the importance of um, kind of playing for each other um, and showing up every day. Um, and then we also still have uh, our weekly mental game training sessions. Um, they're just now with Coach Lewis. Uh, Coach Vatican used to do those with the players, but now they're still – an hour and a half meeting where we're talking about uh, confidence and our process and breathing um, and stuff like that. So we're still hitting that pretty hard. Yeah, you mentioned something, and it's something that when me and Steve will interview a, a shocker, a former shocker, Francois Lavoie comes to mind, and they would always say, I go through my process. And that's a big mm -hmm. thing for you guys. Can you kind of walk us through what that means as someone who – who hasn't bowled, or for the listeners out there who haven't bowled for Wichita, what that process looks like or the best way you can explain it to us? Yeah, so it's kind of, we try to do, we try to have something that brings us back to kind of our center um, when we get worked up about something or when we feel like we're in a pressure situation. So we've talked a lot about um, our, our pre-shot routine and kind of what our, our process is like when we're, bowling tournaments. So do you wipe your shoe the same amount of times every time, or do you pat your rosin bag the same amount of times? Um, stuff like that. So if you get really good and really strict about doing the same thing over and over, um, when those pressure situations pop up or when you get worked up about something, you can just go back to those steps that always bring you back to kind of your center and, and in the moment. Um, so it helps make those situations maybe not seem as big as they are. And one of the interesting, when we had just had uh, Francois on the show, and he had talked a little bit about uh, some some of the keys to success for him for winning the U.S. Open uh, twice now, which, <laughs> I mean, most people dream of, you know, maybe being fortunate enough to, to, you know, ever make a show or maybe win it one time, but imagine winning it twice by the age of 26. But, incredible. you know, one of the things he was incredible, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, one of the things he attributed to was, uh, being able to kind of go back to some of the stuff that he had learned at Wichita about making different types of adjustments, uh, fine-tuned adjustments with his either speed or launch angle or grip pressure, and not just maybe, you know, some people look at only changing balls or look at changing surfaces or something like that. What, what, how, what's your view with the players uh, as far as being able to, you know, make adjustments with uh, speed and loft and that kind of stuff? Is that just for a professional like Francois, or is that something you can, you can achieve even with the incoming freshmen? Oh, it's something we have to achieve with the incoming freshmen. Um, in college bowling, we're only allowed five bowling balls. Um, and in our postseason tournaments, you're not allowed to change the surface of those bowling balls once practice starts. Um, so it really comes down to making sure that we have bowling balls that, that do different things and bowling balls that we believe in, kind of you always have your favorites, but then you have bowling balls that are different enough from each other. Um, and then it's working on your skills to make that one bowling ball be 10 bowling balls. Um, so throwing it harder or rotating it more or decreasing your rev rate, whatever it is um, to make a bowling ball go 
a little bit longer or hook a little sooner um, because we are in a limited ball environment. When they get into um, the PBA and the PWBA, there's there's a truck, um, so they're allowed to go to go ahead and drill a ball if something's not working. Where we're stuck with our five, so if something's not working, it's uh, it's on us to change it. Um, and so we we start right away when they're freshmen. Um, you know, we we work through whatever physical game tweaks need to be made, but a lot of it is um, how versatile can we get and how quickly can we get really versatile so that we can survive with um, only five balls. So, Coach Harris, what advice do you have for that high school athlete looking to bowl in college and specifically now talk to that that, uh, gal who wants to come and bowl for Wichita? Mm -hmm. Well, firstly, shoot every single spare every single time. Uh, the reset button does not exist. Uh, the patterns that we bowl on in college, they're sport compliant. They're pretty difficult. Um, you know, 200 wins a lot of games. So spare shooting is incredibly important. Um, and then while you're shooting all your spares, uh, just practicing those adjustments. So, so take one bowling ball to practice and make it strike from first arrow, second arrow, third arrow, and fourth arrow. Um, and and try and change the other things, such as rotation or loft or speed. Um, and just do that with one bowling ball so you can sharpen those skills. So do you ever think that the patterns get a little – I don't want to they're, – they're, obviously they're the same for everyone, so I understand that. But do you ever bowl on a pattern and think, wow, this is just crazy. This is really – this is too hard because we don't see it on the PBA – very rarely will you see it on the PBA, except for a few of the majors. And same thing on the PWBA, except for the majors. Will you see shots that are really just super difficult? Do you ever think that when you're when you see a pattern, or when you guys go out and bowl one of these uh, college tournaments? Um, I don't think those thoughts really cross my mind a whole lot. Um, most of the time, when we're on those really hard patterns, uh, my main focus is just how can I beat it. Um, so there's not really a whole lot of time to, for my brain to wander um, to kind of those things that, that really I, we can't control them anyways. Um, so I would say no, I don't really get there. Um, and we try to teach the girls that too, that we're just, and the guys, but we're just, we're playing with what's in front of us and we're focusing on the things that we can control. Um, and since we can't control the oil pattern, we can control us, and we can control our adjustments. Um, so we try and just make those adjustments so then when they do get out to the PBA and the PWBA tours that maybe those patterns don't seem as difficult. And, uh, and final question I have, uh, we've worked together for a couple of years on the Shocker bowling camps, and so are you going to have those again this summer? And if so, if somebody, one of our listeners is interested in either learning more about it or signing up for one of those camps, how would they do so? Yes, we are having our summer camps again. Um, we're just getting ready to release the dates, and the registration will open up here um, in December. Uh, so anybody who's interested, they are youth camps, so 20 and under. Um, they can go to wichita.edu slash bowlingcamp. Um, and all of our information will be on there. We'll also release all the information on um, our social media. So Facebook is Shocker Bowling. Twitter is Shocker Bowling. Instagram is also Shocker Bowling. Um, and, yeah, they're super fun. Uh, we've been really lucky to to partner up with Storm on those. Um, and Storm has, has sent a, 
either a professional or someone from their office to come out and talk to our players about the storm bowling balls and, and just kind of bowling balls in general. Um, and it's been awesome. Those camps are great. It's four days. They're full of bowling information. Um, so for those young kids that are really interested in bowling, it's four days of being surrounded by the game. Um, and they're, they're a blast. I look forward to them every year. Uh, we'll have two in June and one in July. Yeah, and along those same lines, regarding the information and equipment, how much do you want the ladies to understand about the the, the layouts and such, understanding they, they need to start reading their ball motion and such, but as far as layouts and pin, you know, pin placements and that sort of thing, do you start getting into that with them as they progress through college, or is that something they, you know, once they're on the team, you're working on them to get them to understand some of that? It's kind of up to each individual player. Some players are really interested in in kind of the dynamics and the layouts and how that affects bowling balls and stuff like that. And so those ones that are really interested in it, we'll talk to them right away. Um, the other ones, we want them to have an idea of it. So we have, um, in our program, we have 10 to 12 ed, ses ed sessions is what we call them throughout the year. Um, and we have kind of experts in their field come out and talk to uh, the players about layouts and kind of all that pro shop stuff. Um, and so we do a seminar there, and then that usually sparks some questions um, that we'll answer. So um, we give them the basic information, and if they want to know more, we're, we're glad to help them know more. Um, but some of them just don't feel like all those numbers and, and stuff like that uh, help them succeed. They're more of just... I just want to throw it and watch it and know the basics of it. Um, and we're okay with that too. It, it, and you'll see players of all different types are successful on both, you know, on both kind of approaches, you know, Pete Weber, for example, he doesn't want to know a thing about why this ball does what it does. And he just says, Hey, put me in the right ball, I'll throw it. And you have other people who want to really get into the specifics and, uh, and you, you can be successful with both approaches. So, uh, you know, there's uh, you know more than one way to skin a cat, as they say. But uh, thanks, Absolutely. thanks so much, Holly. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, thank you so much for joining us. It was, uh, it's been awesome, and uh, look forward to uh, seeing you hopefully this summer again. And uh, thank you for spending some time with us. We'll be sure to uh, get back with you shortly and follow up and see how the Shockers are doing as the season gets a little bit further underway. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.